Blog Talk Radio. After the death of Solomon, God divided the kingdom of Israel into two houses. There were ten tribes in the northern kingdom known as the Lost Tribes of Israel. They were cast out into the world because of their great sin against God. However, God promised in the last days He would gather these lost tribes back to Israel before the return of our Lord. Unknowingly, some of the churches made up of these lost tribes known as the house of Ephraim. God is now calling them to prepare to come back home to the land He gave our fathers. The call to prepare has been sounded. and Shalom. This is your host, Mark Rimble, back again. And uh, this is the House of Ephraim show. Do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deckard. But first, a word from our announcers. And now, from Cradle of Hope are some important announcements for you. This month, from Cradle of Hope is a must-have gift offer, the transition of the church. God has transitioned the church since the days of the book of Acts. Don't miss out on this last and greatest move of God. Jesus Christ is returning for a church full of power and glory. This transition will bring the church forward. Send a gift of $25 or more. Call today and get free shipping if you ask for the Transition of Church gift offer. Call 618-262-2810 or go online at jewishprofit.com. Send a gift of $25 or more and ask for the Transition of the Church gift offer. Hey, welcome back in this show. It's Mark Reinbolt. Got a couple announcements to make before we get going here with our great, great show we have in, in store for you. I just want to remind everyone that we do have a website, www.jewishprofit.com. That's www.jewishprofit.com. And for all you uh, new people out there, maybe the first time that you've been on, please check that website out. You're going to find out who we are, and you're going to get a hold of a lot of material that you've never seen before. And you want to check that material out because you're going to start to learn the Word of God. And I'm telling you what, what a great opportunity that is. We also have a quarterly coming up here, and you can get more information about that by clicking on the itinerary button on the front page there in the upper left-hand corner and find out what the quarterly and where it's going to be. It's going to be over in Fairfield, Illinois, out what we call lovingly the Corn Patch. And you can be a part of that and begin to learn the material straight from the throne room of God and I'm telling you what, that is a great opportunity, folks. So grab a hold of this and begin to prepare and to plan and get yourself down here and find out for yourself what's going on, and you can become part of this last day move of God, the House of Ephraim. And again, you can get all that information out at the website, www.jewishprophet.com. We also have fellowships available online. So, you know, if you're out there and you don't have a local fellowship or, or you want to begin to learn about the material and begin to plug in with the material. Not only do we have this blog every day, but we also have fellowships available online. That's via Ustream.tv, and we have one on Friday night. I teach one myself Friday night. You can become part of that. There's also a Wednesday midweek service, and we teach only the prophet's material so that you're assured of learning the right material at the right time. What an opportunity, again, that all is. So, again, if you don't already have a fellowship in your area or you just are interested in learning more about what's going on, please consider joining up with that. 
and you can get more information just by emailing us at cradle at jewishprofit.com. That's cradle at jewishprofit.com. And just say, hey, I'd like to sign up for that Shabbat service that Mark was talking about, and certainly love to get you hooked up. If you want to do it just by the telephone, we can do that also. And you can give the office a call, 618-262-2810, and find out more about that also. Like I said earlier, we do have with us from Mount Carmel, Illinois, Prophet Tom Deggert. No, my, my place is to bring that visitation supernaturally to you by God, by the anointing, for you to choose. Now, what you choose is up to you. And I don't want to sound unkind about this, but I could care less what you choose. My mission is to deliver the message. That's all that I have to do and then prepare the people, which we're doing some of this weekend. The, the thing of it is, if you choose not to, you heard. My job's done. You stand before the Lord God, and I'm going to guarantee you what you're going to hear. You're going to hear the Lord God say, I sent my prophet. Why didn't you listen? Then that's not you and him just going to, have to talk that out. I don't have any idea what that's going to come to. But God is getting ready. What? He's doing one-on-one, -on -one, personal time. He's doing this thing. I happen to be in it. He says, he says here that, that, bless God, that the great trumpet shall be blown. Now, let, let me tell you something. Twenty year, Over 20 years ago, I was standing in my dining room, and I turned around like this, and this <clears throat> angel was standing there, one or two that has visited me. And, and he said to me, take the shofar, step out on the porch in my, in my in the sliding glass door onto my back porch. He said, you take the shofar and you blow it as loudly as you can blow it with long, one long blast. Then you cry, Ephraim, come home. I did it. Went back in the house. The angel was still standing there, and the angel said, now it's been planted. That's what this is talking about. See, there's nothing can happen, folks, without a real, honest-to-God, walking, talking, living prophet planet in the earth. It's got to be planted. It's got to be spoken. And once it's spoken, then God can do something with it because then he begins to cultivate it. Then he begins to bring it forth. But you know, when, when, you, begin to, when you begin to see this, you begin to see, he said, he said that, 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 that the great trumpet shall be blown and they shall come which were ready to perish in the land of Assyria. Now listen, let's just call us Assyrians. Don't look too good, does it? They got nuclear devices in this country. The KGB's embedded here, the best of them. They're going to put them together. The, the militant Muslims are going to push the buttons. They're going to get all these all these uh, uh, virgin wives. Now Spielberg, Spielberg, I'm sorry, should have been on that one too, shouldn't he? Folks, I'm telling you, if you can sell a box of rocks like that, you know, I, I'm I'm in Africa one time, and I'm the only thing that gets one station in this old hotel is standing there is the BBC, and on that, one of the militant Muslim leaders, and I can't remember who it was, there's nobody I've seen shot at or shot in, or shot in, or shot lately, that bless God, but this guy, but the, the, I stood up and it literally applauded, because here's, here, was the, here was the conversation. You seem to take all these young lads, these young Muslim people, and you seem to convince them that if they'll go out here and blow themselves up, that they get to go to heaven and get these virgins. But the only question I've got for you is, why is it that you, with that great big limousine of a car sitting out front, that $1,000 suit that you're wearing here tonight to be filmed, why don't any of you ever go out and blow up? 
I stood up and fought it. I said, yeah. You know why? They ain't as dumb as some other kids. They're not that dumb. And I prophesied, and I said, I said, first thing I prophesied was, the dream came, the angel said, you prophesy, you tell the people that the Muslims are going to come into this country, the United States, and begin to build mosques. And before long, they would be the, the, the fastest growing and biggest growing religion in America. Isn't that exactly what's happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that was years before it happened. And then the Lord God said, tell the people, you're either going to have to kill them, or they're sure going to kill you. Hmm. Don't sound like the love of Jesus to me, preacher. But folks, i got news for you. There's not going to be any, let's sit down and talk. There's not going to be, oh golly gee, if we let some of your folks go, that you'll back up and quit blowing all these, your, these young people blowing themselves up and all this stuff. No, that's not going to happen. They're on a conquest. Our forefathers come to this country for one reason, freedom to serve the Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ, as they saw fit. Why are they here? Not to serve Yeshua. They're here to cleanse the earth with the blood of the infidels, which is us. You're not going to talk them out of it. You're not going to pray them through it. I got, I, I, got the real, I got a real kick out of the email I got that said, you know, Prophet Deckard, if you would quit condemning the Muslims and get everybody to pray for them, we could get them all saved. Now, there's some faith at work, faith that will never come to pass. Why? Folks, I, I want to tell you something here that, you know, we ought to put the seatbelts on the chairs, you know. Seatbelt yourself in so there's some things I say you sit down long enough before you get up and run. There's some people just ain't going to get saved, okay? There's some people just not going to get saved. Oh, but the, but the Lord said that he wished that none should. That's right. But there's the sons of light, the sons of darkness, and the sons of this world. And, folks, that's the way the hog ate the cabbage. And, and, and the, the Muslim faction of this world is set from the foundation of this world to be exactly in the place that they're in now, doing exactly what they're doing now. That, that, that's, that's, that's the way in which the Lord God uh, said that he was going to do it. Now, um, as, as I was uh, trying to do the, let's see, I'm in 11, and I'm in uh, the 10th. Where am I at? Oh, I'm, yeah, I knew that. And it shall come to pass in that day that the great trumpet shall be blown, We're gonna, and, and ready to perish in the land of Assyria, and the outcasts in the land of Egypt shall worship the Lord thy God in the holy mount at Jerusalem. Now, you know, the, the, the Scripture says that we will return, Ephraim, the remnant, and we will go hand in hand with our brother, Judah, up the holy hill to worship the Lord God. Now, the odds of that happening right here tonight are zero. You know, do, you, do you know why the Christians love the Jews? They're Gentiles, and, and they know that. What they don't know, they're Ephraim. They're, the, Jew is our brother. Now, that, that does, does uh, Judah love the Christian people? Listen closely. Uh-uh. Don't want nothing to do with us. Nothing. Unless they can make money off of us. You know, they're, they're big on that. But no, they, 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 don't want, they don't want anything to do with us. And yet the love is us toward them. But you understand something. When you read what Yeshua talked about the prodigal son, 
what you're actually reading there is when Ephraim comes home. You read that tonight if you haven't, and, and you read it in that context, and it will, it will widen your horizons. Let's go to 35, Isaiah 35, Isaiah 35, the first verse. The wilderness and the solitary of place shall be glad for them, and the desert shall rejoice and blossom as the rose. It shall blossom abundantly and rejoice even with joy, and singing the glory of Lebanon shall be given unto it, and the, and the excellency of Carmel and, and Sharon shall see the glory of the Lord and the sanctuary of our God. Strengthen ye the weak hands and, and, and comfort, or confirm, I'm sorry, the feeble knees. Say unto them that are, that are fearful heart, be strong, fear not. Behold, your God will come with vengeance, even God with a recompense. He will come and save you. So it doesn't matter what condition we're in, he said, I'll come and save you. Then the eyes of the blind shall, shall, shall uh, be opened, and the ears of the deaf shall be unstopped. Now, now, folks, that's to both the houses, all right? There's going to come a time when the eyes of the blind are going to... How have we been blind? Well, in, in the book of Hosea, I think it's the sixth chapter. Again, you'll have to get the other materials on the transition of the church. I think it's in the sixth chapter of Hosea, or the eighth chapter. I think, it, I, I think it's the sixth. Anyway, it talks about Ephraim as being a cake not turned. Ephraim is a cake not turned. What is it? Ephraim has Christianity, doesn't have the law. And over in what I, I think here is the eighth chapter of Hosea, then it says that the law was given to, unto Ephraim, but he thought it to be a strange thing. Isn't that what the church thinks of the law? Well, this strength, who oh, stay away from that? That's bondage, oh my Lord and oh my God. You don't have Jesus no more, do you? How often have you heard that one? Whew. Too many times, too many times, all right? Now, he says, six verse, Then shall the lame a man leap as a, as a heart, the tongue of the dumb sing, for in the wilderness shall waters break out and streams of the desert. And the parched ground shall become a pool, and the thirsty land spring of water, and the, and the habitation of dragons where each lay shall be grass with reeds and rushes, and a highway shall be there, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those, the wayfaring men, though fool, uh, shall not err therein. No lion shall be there, nor any ravious beast shall go up thereon. It shall not be found there, but the redeemed shall walk there. And the ransomed of the Lord shall return and come unto Zion with songs and everlasting joy their heads upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. So it's not going to be a sorrowful event. It's going to be, it's going to be a glad event. Let's go to 43 of the book of Isaiah. 43. Isaiah 43. Now this has to do an awful lot with Meshach, with the Messiah. First verse. I'm sorry, 43. Man, I'm going to do 42. I, I, you know, holy mackerel. Okay, 43. I said 43. I got everybody on the same page, including me. But now, thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name, thou art mine. And you need to understand that. He's talking to both the houses. He said, I have redeemed you. You're mine. We are his. You know, Paul, the Apostle Paul said, whether we live or we die, we belong to him. It, it, we belong to him. 
And let me take this one step further, folks. I, I know that the church cringes at the word predestination, but you were predestinated to be here. This isn't a game. It's not by happer chance. Now, the powers of darkness, John 10.10, will come to steal, to kill, and destroy. That's what they do. The reason we're having these fellowships and lots of small fellowships is so people can have somebody that they can go be with to encourage each other because if you don't, you know what we're seeing? We're seeing darkness come in and steal this thing right out from under people, right out of their hearts. The time of your visitation is at hand. When thou passest through the waters, I will be with thee, and through the river thou shalt not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burned, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. Now, let me ask you this, church. Is that what's happening today in the church? No, the water's drowning us. The fire's burning us up to death. And bless God, every time we turn, it's turning to funny-looking brown. And yet somehow we're just sitting back just being fat and sassy about all of it, like, oh, that must be the thing to be. Listen, for I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. I gave Egypt for thy ransom, Ethiopia and Sumba for thee. Since thou was precious in, in my sight, thou hast been honorable, and I have loved thee. Therefore will I give men for thee and people for thy life. Wow. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. Sounds like he's going to do a gathering, doesn't it? I will, I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth, even everyone that is called by my name. Now, who is called by his name? His children. He said, I, I chose you, Israel. You didn't choose me. I picked you from the smallest people of all on this earth. He said, I chose you. I picked you. And he's saying, he's saying, bless God, he said, I have formed thee, he said, verse, even everyone that I have called by my name, for I have created him for my glory. See, that's what you're created for. I have formed him, yea, I have made him bring forth the blind people that have eyes and the deaf that have ears. Again, who is he, who is he trying to talk to? He's talking to, bless God, unto those that have been blinded as to who they are. In him, let all nations be gathered together, and let all people be assembled, who among them can declare this and show us former things. Let them bring forth their witnesses, let them, uh, 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 that they may be justified, or let them hear and say, it is truth. Ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that you may know and believe me and understand that I am he before me there was no God formed, that neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared and have saved, and I have showed uh, when there was no stranger, uh, a strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witnesses, saith the Lord, that I am God. See, that's really what we're about. We're his witnesses. He is God. He is God. Now listen. Yea, therefore the day was, uh, I, I am he. There and there is none that, that can deliver out of my hand. I will, I will work, and who shall let it? Thus saith the Lord, uh, the, the, saith the Lord, your Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel. For your sake I have sent to Babylon and have brought down all their nobles and Italians, whose cry is in the ships. He says, I am the Lord, your Holy One, the Creator of Israel, your King. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh the way in the sea and the path in the mighty waters. 
which bringeth forth the chariot and horse and the army and the power, and shall lie down together. They shall not rise. They, they are extinct. They are quenched as, as tow. Remember ye not the former things, neither consider the old, the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing. Now it shall spring forth, shall ye not know it. Now, see, we didn't know it. It sprang forth. I will even make a way in the wilderness and rivers of the desert. The beasts of the field shall honor me and the dragons and the owls because I give water in the wilderness and rivers in the desert to give drink to my people, my chosen. This people have I formed for myself. They shall show forth my praise. He said, I formed them for myself. We've been formed for him. There is no purpose under heaven, none at all, other than that we fulfill what God has chosen for us to do. You see, let, let, me, let, let, me, let me say this. We're coming to a place and a time that the church doesn't believe is ever going to arrive. It's called the mark of the beast. We're close to it, okay? Now, you can't buy and you can't sell unless the Lord God provides, okay? Or you have the mark. Now, the church also fortified its belief, and we're going to fly away sweet Jesus, because they didn't know what to tell you, okay? What are you going to do? How are you going to do that? Oh, well, now we're going to live in the miraculous. Yes, some of you are. I pray all of you are. For the meal barrel will never run dry. The cruise of oil will always have oil in it throughout that time. Is that possible? Oh, it's more than possible. It's going to happen. The problem with the church, the church isn't ready to move into the miraculous because the church can't even work the works of God. Most of the church wouldn't know Jesus Christ if he came in and sat down next to him. But they all hear God say this and God say that. Then why hasn't things changed? Let the let let let, let the let the sick stand up and say I'm I'm healed I'm whole. Let the congregations fall upon their faces before the Almighty God and let the glory cloud come and consume it. Folks, we're far from where we need to be. We're not even we're we're not even the same ballpark that God wants us in. And yet we think, and our answer is we're going to fly away, sweet Jesus. Let me tell you what the answer is. It's Ephraim. However million I, I, there are of us, if there's 30 million, 50 million, 70 million, do you realize we will have our own banking systems, our own money? Do you realize that you don't have to worry about insurance and you don't have to worry about, bless God, uh, taking the mark of the beast? Come on, folks, God makes a way. In the, didn't he say in the desert? Didn't God say that he would make a way where there wasn't even a way to be made? What kind of an answer has the church got for us? Oh, let's fly away. Everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Well, the only dangers that I have said, and I've been preaching real hard at them, is this. If you believe in a rapture, you're not going to believe the mark when it comes. If there's not a rapture, the mark comes, you and your family take it, you're going to burn for eternity in hell, and I don't care if you stand on your head and turn in circles in a corner and speak in tongues 24 hours a day, you're going to burn. Folks, this is serious stuff, and it's on top of us now. We don't have four or five generations down the road to bless God to try to hope that it is. You know what I said? Finally, we're going to declare one from the other. Finally, we're going to find out who's right in all this. The prophets or the church. We're finally about to find out.
And the sad thing is, how many of them? How many of them is going to die? That, you know, that, that, that's when Donna said to me, we're driving around the road, and I said, we were talking about this, this bird flu back in 2005, maybe. And Donna said, well, she said, you know, it could be God's mercy. All these millions of people in America are going to die. I looked, I said, what are you talking about, his mercy? She said, Tom, the mark's coming. At least they die then, they get to go to heaven. Stop and think about that, folks. Stop and take a long, are you willing to bet your eternal life on three or four scriptures? Don't be that foolish. You fast and you pray and seek the face of God till He reveal Himself to you about this thing. That's where this thing is headed. I'm sorry the church didn't have all the answers, but you want to know something? The church has never had all the answers. You know how it has the answer? Him. Wrong teaching and wrong believing is what's got the church in the mess they're in. A bunch of jugheads that thought they knew what God wanted. You know, we about the same thing. I said, you know, Peter, Peter, God gave Peter the keys of the church. The Lord Yeshua made him the head of the church. Does anybody in this room disagree with that? He gave him the keys. He said, here, Peter, you're going to need these keys because you're going to run the church. We never hear what the keys are. We don't hear much about Peter. How did that come about? A bunch of knuckleheads in Rome that weren't even filled with the Spirit of God at all. Uh, most of them weren't even saved. Sat down and decided for me and you what we were going to have for scriptures to call the Bible. How does that make you feel? Check me out. I'm right. How does that make you feel? We got duped, brothers and sisters. But the duping days are over. Why? Because the Lord God has sent the prophet to set you free. The time of your visitation is now. You let your heart leap. You get your sleeves rolled up. You get ready to learn so you'll be ready to go home when the angel says, blow the chauffeurs, start the pilgrimage, bring forth the exodus. Let me give another scripture here. Uh, that was 43, 44. First verse. Yet now hear, O Jacob, my servant in Israel, whom I have chosen. Thus said, that's both the houses. Thus saith the Lord that made thee and formed thee from the womb, which, which will help thee. Fear not, O Jacob, my servant, and thou Jeserun, whom I have chosen. For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty, and floods upon the dry ground. I will pour my spirit upon thy seed, and my blessing upon thy offspring. And they shall spring up as among the grass, as willows by the water uh, courses. One shall say, I am the Lord's, and another call, shall call himself by the name of Jacob, and another shall subscribe with his hand unto the Lord, and surname himself for the name of Israel. In other words, it's, uh, they're all going to say, I am of the Lord. And, we, and, and, and what difference is that anyway? Because why? We're part of it. Let's go to 49. Isaiah 49, 18th verse. 49, 18. Somebody say amen. 18, 49, 18. Lift up thine eyes around about, and behold, all these gather themselves together and come to thee, as I live, saith the Lord. Thou shalt utterly clothe thee with them all as with an ornament, and bind them on thee as a bride doeth. For thy waste and thy desolate places and the land of thy destruction shall even now be too narrow, by reason of inhabitants, and they shall be swallowed, shall, 
and they that swallowed thee up shall be far away. Now, I want you to understand what he's saying here now. The land which you had, okay, he said, even now, he said, the places are, that are desolate, he said, shall even now be too narrow by reason of the inhabitants. In other words, there's too many people. You wait, it's going to get, it's going to get good. It's going to get exciting. Not right here, but as we move down, it should get exciting here. What's wrong with you? Now, 20th verse. It says, The children which thou shalt have, after thou hast lost the other, shall say again to thine ears, The place is too straight for me. Give place to me that I may dwell. Then shalt thou say unto thy heart, Who hath begotten me these, seeing I have lost my children, and am desolate, a captive, and removing to and fro? And who hath brought up these? Behold, I was left alone, these where had they been? Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, I will lift up my hand to notice and to the Gentiles. Now who are the Gentiles? Ephraim. And will set my standard to the people they shall bring thy sons and their arms and their daughters shall be carried upon their shoulders. And the kings shall be their nursing fathers and the queens shall nursing mothers. They shall bow down to thee with their face toward the earth and lick up the dust of the feet and shall know that I am the Lord for they shall not be ashamed that wait for me. See, uh, you know, the, the, the neat thing about this is is that we're not going to be ashamed. There's, there's, there's no shame involved in this thing. God, God, all this is a plan. And if you look at it like a big puzzle, and God through the generations has taken this piece and put it here, and this piece may have been called the Abraham Covenant. And then, then bless God, here was the Noachide Covenant, and this was this covenant, and this happened this way, and that happened that way. And then all of a sudden, he, he brought forth what we call the church age, the dispensation of grace, the time of the Gentiles. And he brought that place forward, and the reason he brought it forward was, bless God, to do what? To fulfill or to place within that, that overall picture. The problem we're having with the church is the church can't see the overall picture. They can't understand. See, they've got the, this Gentile mentality because they're not Jews, they're Gentiles. Well, at truth, it is. The problem is that word Gentile is absolutely through Hebrew. Again, if you can, if you study Hebrew, read Hebrew, you can understand that they are Ephraim. The church thought they were Gentiles out here. Not anything to do with, with Ephraim. Uh, bless God, nothing to do with Judah because they were Jews. And God said, oh, no, no, wait a minute. I, I, you know, I've, I've confounded them, which he, he says he's going to do. But he said, I'm going to gather them back. He said, I want them to know I'm going to make the way. I'm going to make the way right. That's what he's telling them. Let's go to Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Isaiah 60. Eighth verse. Who are these that fly as a cloud and as the doves to their windows? Surely the isles shall wait for me, and the ships of Tarshish First, to bring the sons from far, their silver and their gold, with them, under the name of the Lord thy God, and to the Holy One of Israel, because he hath glorified thee. Now, who's going to be taken? Israel is going to be broke after the war. Okay? Or Judah is. Okay? Who's going to be bringing the silver and gold in? It's us. Okay? It's us. Now, listen. Listen as we go, as we go on here. The, the ninth verse. Surely the isles shall wait for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Glorify to me. And the sons of the strangers shall build up thy walls, and their kings shall minister unto thee, for in my wrath I smote thee, 
but in my favor I have mercy on thee. So in other words, he's saying, boys and girls, I'm about to, he says, I am about to turn the tide. He said, I'm about to have mercy upon you. Now, skip down now to the, 20, to the, to the 21st verse. 21st. And it says, thy people also shall be all, uh, thy people also shall be all righteous. They shall inherit the land, how long? Forever. The branch of my planting, the work of my hands, that I may be glorified. A little one shall become a thousand, and a small one shall strong nation. I, the Lord, will hasten it in his time. So what has he done? He has done that exactly the way he said he was going to do that throughout the face of this earth. He had multiplied over and over again. Isaiah 61, 7th verse. It says, For your shame you shall have double, for your confusion they shall rejoice in the portion. Therefore, in their land they shall possess the double. Everlasting joy shall be unto them. For I, the Lord, love judgment. I hate robbery uh, for burnt offering. I will direct their work in truth, and I will make an everlasting covenant with them. And their seed shall be known among the Gentiles, and their offspring among the people. All that see them shall acknowledge them, and, and they are the seed which the Lord hath blessed. Who is? Ephraim, we are. I will greatly rejoice in the Lord. My soul shall be joyful in my God, for he hath clothed me with the garments of salvation. He hath covered me with the robe of righteousness, as a bridegroom decketh himself with ornaments, and as a bride adoreth herself with her jewels. For as the earth bringeth forth her bud, and as the garden causeth the things that are sown in it to spring forth, so the Lord God will cause righteousness and praise to spring forth before all nations. And, and that's what we will do. We will, when this thing comes forth, as, it, it, as it's getting wound up to do, it will bring it forth, and it will do it in what? In, in, all, in all the nations. Now, uh, uh, as, as we were, uh, I think, uh, well, let's go to 60, 63, 63, 17. I got one verse there. 63, 17. O Lord, why hast thou made us to err from thy ways and harden our hearts from thy fear? Return for thy servant's sake the tribes of thine inheritance. Now, I want to read that again. Now, this is, this is the cry. O oh Lord, why hast thou made us to err from thy ways? Why don't we know anything about the law as the Gentiles? Why is it we think it's a strange thing? Why has why the church has told us we don't need the law anymore? Why, why is that all about that? He said, and, har and, and har hardeneth our heart from thy fear. Now, you know, a question, uh, one of the things that me and some of the brothers have talked about here uh, today, there, there, there isn't any fear anymore of God. People don't fear God. Let me tell you why they don't fear God. Do you know that sowing discord is an abomination in God's eyes? Do you know that, that, that people that bless God judge their abominations to God and they're going to be judged? Do you know that? They are. And yet, if you fear God, you would understand. See, that, again, that's the reason I, I love the, the orthodoxy as, as the way I do in this respect. You can't sow discord to them. They'll grab their ears, they'll start yelling, get away. I don't, I'm not going to be a partaker of your sin. I'm not going to be an abomination to God. You go away. I don't want to hear it. What do we do? Bring it on, boy, that's juicy. We miss the mark, brothers and sisters. And then we wonder why we're sick. We wonder why we're depressed. We wonder why we're broke. We wonder why our kids are on drugs. We wonder why our young girls are getting pregnant. There's as much sin in the church as there is outside the church. And we know that. 
That's, that's a known fact. That, that isn't somebody standing here bumping their gums together. It's the truth. The reason is we left the everlasting covenant. We walked away from the living God, and he turned us over. Now he's willing to take us back, as we're going to get to here in these scriptures. Now, let me see here if I'm, a, I'm about done. i got a couple more scriptures, and then, then we'll be done with Isaiah, and we're going to uh, probably uh, do something different here. Isaiah 66, 19. Isaiah 66, 19. 66, 19. And it says, And I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape of them unto the nations, to Tarshish, to pull the lewd, and to draw the bow to Tubal and to Javan, to the isles afar off, that, that, that they, uh, they have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. Yes, we did. And they shall bring all your brethren from an offering unto the Lord out of all nations, upon horses and in chariots and in litters and upon mules, upon swift beasts. Now listen, how, how are we going to get them there? Every way imaginable, aren't we? We've got a brother and sister that moved over to, uh, to uh, 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 the islands in, in Hawaii that's moving back. And anyway, they just happened to own something like 35 acres down the coast of Texas on a port where ships come in and go out. Just happened to be. Their heart leaped. They said, we are Ephraim. We're going to help. That's what's going on all over this country. The skills. Do you realize how many... How many, uh, how many uh, carpenters it's going to take? How many manufacturing uh, organizations are going to have to, places are going to be built, homes that are going to have to be built? The infrastructure is all going to have to be taken care of. We have the talent, didn't they? Don't we? Yes. And then some. We have the money and we have the know-how. When you start, when you start bringing, when you start bringing 20, 30 million people together, it's not afraid to bring their, 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 their their silver and gold, and put it at the, at, the, at the prophet's feet, that it be distributed to those that have need, as they have need. This thing will explode toward God's kingdom. Why? Because that's the whole idea. Do you know that it was never God's? It was never God's idea for there to be a health care system that we're now arguing about over who's going to be president. You know who's supposed to take care of the people? The church. There's not supposed to be a health care system. There's not. There are not supposed to be hospital bills to have to be paid, insurance plans to be done. It's a church's place. But no, we want to build kingdoms. My Lord, Brother Decker, I've got 30,000 people. Well, enjoy it, because it's the only kingdom you're ever going to know. The command is to take care of the poor, to feed the, feed the hungry, take care of the sick. Clothe them, water them, give them water, visit them, do the things that God said. That's the command. Didn't say a thing about adding a million-dollar gymnasium outside the church so you could add more pews in the church and get more money so you can add a $2 million, whatever that is, in the backyard. Didn't say a thing about that. Jesus Christ didn't do any of the above, but he did see to it that those in need were taken care of. So he says, he says we're going to bring them home by all manner of means of whatever, whatever, however. Okay? And he said, and to my holy mountain Jerusalem, saith the Lord, as the children of Israel bring me, an offering in a clean vessel unto the house of the Lord. And I will also take of them for priests and for Levites, saith the Lord, for as the new heavens and the new earth which I will make will remain before me, saith the Lord, so shall your seed and your name remain. So he says, it will remain. It will remain. And it shall come to pass, 23, 
that from one new moon to another, what's that? See, it's talking about a strange thing. I'll never forget starting around America and I got talking about a new moon. They go, we've heard a full moon. <laughs> and, you know, and you know, I got such I got I got such a kick out of beginning to say to people, you don't know any more than what you've been taught. Don't bother coming to a prophet of God and trying to tell me what you know if all you know is a Pentecostal way. Because you don't know enough. You don't have a, you don't have the foggiest idea. But yet it goes on all the time. Well, I'm going to show you what well. Like you're going to like me. You don't, I've, I've been around America enough now that I've had every loony, every, every knucklehead, I guess that's the same thing, come and try to tell me what I don't know. Said, evidently you don't know what Paul said. Well, how could I not know? Knuckleheads like you come to me, at, you know, not every weekend, but I know you just sit there and you just shake your head. You go, how could they be so stupid? Why don't they know? Listen, it's called a spirit of religion. If you don't believe like I believe, you're going to hell. In fact, I got a good Catholic priest wrote to me and told me that if we didn't go the Catholic way, that only the Catholics are going to heaven. What do you think of that one? Well, they've always, well, not all of them, but some of them think that. So he says, from one new moon to another, to one Sabbath to another, shall all flesh come to worship before me, saith the Lord, saith the Lord, saith the Lord. We will do what God says to do. Sixty-six. Sixty-six. What did I say? That was 19 through 23, right? Now I want to do, go back to the first verse, because I've got some things I want to, I want to put there. Six, uh, six, Psalm 66, start with one. Thus saith the Lord, The heaven is, is my throne, and the earth is my footstool. Where is the house, uh, where is the house that they, ye built unto me? And where is the place of my rest? For all those things that hath mine hand made, and all those things have been, saith the Lord, but to this man will I look even to him that is poor and of contrite spirit and trembles at my word. Now listen to who he, that's who he's looking to. He that killeth an ox is as if he slew a man. He that, that sacrificeth a lamb as he had cut off a dog's neck. He that offendeth an oblation as if he had offended swine's blood. He that burneth incense as he blesseth an idol. Yea, they have chosen their own ways, and their soul delighteth in their abominations. I will also choose their delusion. I will bring their fears upon them, because when I called, men did answer. When I spake, they did not hear. But they did evil before mine eyes, and chose that which, uh, which, is, uh, which I delighted not. Hear the word of the Lord, you that tremble at my word. Your brethren that hated you, that cast you out for my namesake, saith, Let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to, the, to your joy, they shall be ashamed. A voice of noise from the city, a voice from the temple, a voice of the Lord that rendereth recompense to his enemy. Now, you know, any time that God does something, he does it right. Before she travailed, now listen, she brought forth. Before, come in, before her pain came, she, she was delivered of a man-child. Who hath heard such a thing? Who hath seen such a thing? Shall the earth be made to bring forth in one day? Shall a nation be born at once? For as soon as Zion travailed, she brought forth her children. Now listen closely prophetically. Zion is travailing. 
There will be a nation born in one day. You say, well, didn't that happen back in 1948? No, because you see, it wasn't the, it wasn't the whole tribe. The whole tribe of Israel. It, it was not all 12 tribes and the Levites. But uh, who've ever, who's ever heard of such thing? Who ever heard of 20, 30, 40, 50 million people going back to the land? See, that's the reason I kept saying to the rabbis, quit giving away the land. There's not enough land now for us. Quit giving it away. In fact, that's when I told them, and this I prophesied and this came to pass, the man that gives away the West Bank will die. Strong's dead. God means business in all this deal. This, is, this isn't a game. This isn't something that, bless God, I'm doing up here just so I can pass a week in with you. I've got a lot of things I'd rather be doing. Turkey hunting with my grandson would be one I could just think of offhand. But this is my calling. This is my bidding to come and to do. Okay? So, so what you have to understand is that God is going to do this, and, and it's going to look like. Folks, can you imagine? Again, I keep saying over, what is CNN, CBS, NBC, ABC, Fox News? They're all going to be over there rolling cameras going, what are you doing here? Oh, well, I'm, I'm Ephraim. I'm part of, part of the Lost Tribes of Israel. I've come home. How do you know you're Ephraim? <laughs> My heart told me so. And even if it didn't, all I've got to do is keep the rules, and I'm one of them anyway. See how great that is? Now, now we got part of, a, uh, part of a type of movement here now in America that says that, that you, you can come into their services, but unless you're really a Jew, you really can't participate. Oh, that got quiet, didn't it? See, you just want to kind of keep beating them over the head with the fact that they're not a Jew. Huh? Well, let me tell you something. The Jew, being Judah, is, again, one-twelfth of the tribes of Israel. They are not all of Israel. They are not all the blessed of Israel and the rest of non-existence. No, we are the 12 tribes of Israel, plus the Levites. We were lost. Now we are beginning to do what? Now we are beginning to be found. We are beginning to be found. And, and God is doing what? God is raising us up, and God is bringing us forth, and God is saying, now's the time, Ephraim. Prepare yourself to come home. And you know the neat thing about it? I, I, I was telling the guys in the back room, I said, this thing's working. There's nothing to this. You get turn the anointing loose by the cry of Ephraim, come home, and the hearts begin to jump. Everywhere I go, people come and say, I now know who I am. I have searched all my life. I'm about to go home, aren't I? I said, that's right. You are Ephraim. Folks, think about this. Think long and think hard. You know, I love this about being the leader of this. People say, well, how's it going to happen? I don't have the foggiest idea. You think, I, you think I'm falling after that? You're crazy. Just get a little crazy. It's going to be done by faith one step at a time. If the angel of the Lord directed me to do what I'm doing to this point, that angel will show up and direct me for the rest of it. But you know what we've got to do first? We first have to get the ministry in place where everybody is on the same page. Everybody. And if there's more than one head, it becomes a freak, right? And I happen to be chosen by God to be the head. You don't like that, there's a door. I can't do anything about that. I didn't like the fact that I got called to any of it, all right? 
The fact of it is, this is the only game in town for me and probably you. So we might as well understand how it all is and how it all works. Your opinion means zero to me. Unless you've had an angel of God that's not an angel of darkness come as an angel of light come to you, don't you come to me and start playing, oh, I got an idea. Ideas will get us all killed. Somebody sitting in this room needs to hear what this prophet is saying tonight. You need to understand what I'm saying tonight. This isn't, oh, oh golly, gee, see, that's what got the church in trouble. Well, now, you know, we need, now we need, we need to now become the general Baptist or the, or the free will Baptist because we don't like it because the way they, we'll do this a little different over here. We'll show them. If we divided the church, the church fell. The devil came in and took over. We lost prayer out of our school. This prophet stood and prophesied and said, now that you've let, let one woman basically take the prayer out of school, your children's blood will run in the halls of the schools across America. They'll bring in guns and murder them. That's exactly what's going on. Why? The church sat back and did nothing. What good is the church? What's the church done lately? Well, now, Brother Decker, we got a mission over in Africa, and we go over and take care of, uh, oh, uh, 1,400, 1,500 kids. And do you think that, do you think that wipes the slate of sin that you carry in this land called America away? You know, I, I told, I told, I told some people not long ago. I said, I got news for you. If there's anybody in your area that's got to make a decision this past winter, as to whether or not they're going to buy gasoline or buy fuel to heat their home or, or food or get medicine, and you're sitting in your little white ivory tower. Listen to me. You're sitting in your little white ivory towers, and you're playing church. You're all going to burn in hell. The church don't like preaching like that, but it's the truth. Read the book. Read it. We are about as close to being nothing as nothing could ever be. We can't even get along with everybody. Anyway, you know what the rabbi said to me? What do you people believe? All you do is fight with each other. What could I say to that? I can't defend it. He was right. That's all we do is fight and argue. Well, if you're not at the First Church of the Righteous, you're going to hell. Well, now, the First Church of the Righteous down there, we got the anointing. Woo! We got the anointing. Woo! They fall on the floor. Woo! Bring the blind. Bring the lame. Let's see what your God will do. It's time to build the altars time for the real God to stand up and say I am that I am and bless God people are standing around weak hearted the church is sick don't even know how to get healed and I keep saying for Pete's sakes folks you know, you know every once in a while late at night when you're sitting there hopefully after you've prayed you're sitting there and everything is just dead quiet every once in a while folks you've got to get honest with yourself every once in a while you've got to say well is it really working I mean, we are sick a lot, and gee whiz, you know, these these plagues. Maybe they are going to come. And what if they what if they what if they come? And what if the, what 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 if the, the little Jew boy with the beanie and the cape's right? The little Jew boy with the beanie and the cape is right. It's coming, and they're going to die. There's only way one way to escape this: is to fall after a real prophet of God that's attached to the Lord God's throne, because there's going to be bawling, squalling, and gnashing of teeth before this thing's over. Because why? People seem to want to sit there and do this and then do nothing. See, we're big degree. We're big degree that, oh my this and oh my that. But when the bottom line comes to this whole thing, folks, 
it blows up in our faces. And isn't it a shame that it does? Of course it is. Absolutely it is. Let's go to Jeremiah, the third chapter. Jeremiah, always one of my favorite characters, him and, and uh, Samuel probably. Of course, I like, can't say that you couldn't like Elijah and Elisha because of all the things that God <clears throat> did through them. But Jeremiah was, was so interesting because, you know, uh, Jeremiah, he spoke many, many things over a period of, 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 of his lifetime. It started as a, as, a, as a boy or a child into the prophetic ministry. Now, in the third chapter and in the 14th verse, chapter 3, Jeremiah 14, it says here, it says, Turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you, and I will take you one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. Now, what is he saying? The children backslidden. He said, I will bring you, you're married to me, and I'm going to take you. See, what we don't understand, that the Lord God said, he said, I will, I will bring you uh, by, by, the, by the rod and drive you back to the covenant. See, that's what kind of, he was talking to the backslidden of Israel. He was talking to Ephraim. He said, I will take a rod of iron, and I will beat you into submission unto the covenant. That's what he was saying. And here he's saying, I'm married to you, and I'll take you, one of a city and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion, and I will give you pastors according to my heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And that is what Ephraim is all about. See, that's the reason I'm saying God is going to raise up some of you have callings in your life, and you never was able to fulfill them. Well, now, you know, we're not, we're not promising you a rose garden here. We're not going to tell you, oh, golly gee, you're going to be Benny you-know-who, huh? We're, we're, not, we're not telling you, bless God, we're going to build a stadium so you can go all big crowd and get impressed with yourself. But we are telling you this, you're going to get the, an opportunity to minister, to fulfill what's in your life, and to teach, because that's what this is about. He says in the 16th verse, he says, and, and it shall come to pass when ye be multiplied and increased in the land in those days. What days? This day. Saith the Lord, they shall say no more the ark of the covenant. Listen, of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind, neither shall they remember it, neither shall they visit it, neither shall, uh, shall that be done any more. And at that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord, and all the nations shall be gathered unto it. To the name of the Lord at Jerusalem, neither shall they walk any more after the imagination of their evil heart. Now, what's that mean? They're no more going after the things outside the covenant. Now, 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 uh, one of the things that you need to understand here, and this is really tough on, on on most people, is that you see, when you don't keep the covenant, then you have become an enemy of God. It's in the book. Look it up. And then you get to wondering why you go to church and you pray and nothing happens. Then you're trying to figure out, well, why, you know, and then every time something does, then you blame it on God. You blame it on Him. The fact of it is, brothers and sisters, you just probably got lucky. And, and, and if you'll understand, and I, I, I'm, I, I think we'll get to that this weekend, the Scripture says that, bless God, that if, in fact, you don't keep the covenant, your prayers are cursed. That's not me. That's God. That's what God said. Well, that all, you know, that all uh, whipped on out of here when Jesus came there, Decker. You got, you got this thing all, you got this all bum-fumbled up. No, I don't. I got it bum-fumbled right. He never changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never changed. We changed. The church changed. The people changed. He didn't change. Bless God, and the proof of his not changing 
is the fact that, that the challenge that I have given all over America. And if you're listening to the blog, uh, radio thing, you're going to start hearing people. I'm going, to, I'm going to start bringing people on there to tell you about they, they took the challenge. Take one year of your life. See if it doesn't change. See if the blessings don't start happening. Put everything you've got in your heart into this covenant. You have, and guess what's happened? He has. He's blessed you. Everything from farmers to bless God, school teachers, to everything you can imagine. Because they took the challenge. God said, God said, prove me. Test me. See if, I, see if I'm not telling you the truth. And some of us said, yeah. You know what, prophet? I'm going to put this thing to the... And that's the only way you're going to know. To sit back and judge this for your religion is going to get you nowhere. Okay? <laughs> I love that part. Now, uh, 18. In those days, the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel. The house of Israel. Now, this is something that most of the students of Bible study doesn't know. After, after the division there with Solomon, after he died, and the, the land was rent in half, uh, the kingdom was, then the northern kingdom was called the house of Israel. The southern kingdom was called the house of Judah. Now, the northern kingdom was also called the house of Ephraim, the house of Joseph. So when you read that, at the, the error that people make is they, they, don't, uh, they don't understand or discern the difference between the two. And here distinctly he's talking about two different entities. And they shall come together out of the land of the north and the land that I have given for an inheritance under, under your fathers. He said they will, they will come forth out of that land, uh, come out of that end of the land that's been given to them. Well, bless God, what is it? That's a promise of God. Hey, thank you so much, Prophet Deckard. Again, you can get a hold of us at the website www.jewishprophet.com and you can find out, again, all this material that you're hearing taught every day every week folks you want to get out there and start taking a look at that and start ordering that material because you need to get a hold of that and start to apply that into your life so that it will change your life you know what you can also email your prayer request to cradle at jewishprophet.com we'll be praying for your prayer request shalom until tomorrow and remember with god all things are possible